Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Booyah! Yeah! Happy Friday! And we welcome you to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show here on WKYC. Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you like the 30-minute show here, and we hope you do, there's much more available on our YouTube channel. Just type in UCSS or Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Two hours every day, streaming live 11 to 1. You can time shift us with whatever fits your schedule. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Jason Lloyd, G. Bush, and behind the glass, Mikey McNuggets. What's up, guys? It Today's is a big day. Big day. We're giving out Huge. the 2023 End of Season Browns Awards. We've got you guys all to vote. A first, a second, and a third place, and we're going to dive right are in. Are we underdressed for an awards show? I feel I like we, we should have all wore tuxedos. Yeah. I'm not sure we yeah. could have topped Bull's top hat look from a couple weeks ago. Oh, so. I, that was so great. That yeah, was. It was. That it was, was so good. If this goes well, we'll do a superlative award with some non-traditional ones, and we'll go the full nine. We'll roll the red carpet out. Good. And, and he can pull his pool hall yeah. hat back out and yeah. go nuts I, with it. to bust it out. With that, are you guys ready? I'm ready. I, I can't wait for this. We're going to start with the first award of the day. It is the most valuable person, not necessarily player, but the most valuable person from the Browns in the 2023 season. And after all the votes have been tallied, a clear unanimous number one, Mr. Kevin Stefanski. Andrew Berry edged out Joe Flacco in the second place spot and coming in third was the guy they signed off the couch out of his living room in week 13 of well, the season. I'm guessing that we all must have voted that way. That's exactly the way I voted. Yeah, I that actually, was not unanimous. It I wasn't had, unanimous. I had shorts in Barry. I didn't have a player in there. I can't believe voted for postseason awards, didn't have a player I, in there. I had one. Wow. That's How did they all end up, they end up one, two, three, if Jason didn't have any and I only had one of those guys? I guess all my votes counted for five. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a little obnoxious. So that's that KYC bias. It's the KYC bias. Yeah, it must be. Kevin Stefanski had seven of the eight first place votes. Okay, okay so yeah, you, I had, you had him on I there. had Kevin on there. Right? I had Kevin one. Yeah, I had oh, Kevin you said one. you didn't have any of them. No, no, no he no. said no players. I had no players. I had Kevin one, Schwartz it's oh, most valuable and Barry three. I had I actually had Amari Cooper one, a little outside the box thinking. Wow. I had Kevin two and Miles Garrett three. Well, I feel very cool. I've, I'm I'm great with that because uh, the the way I voted them one, two, and three is the way that we collectively it's, it's how it turned I think, out. I had Schwartz in there. I'm surprised Schwartz did not make the list. Didn't make it. You and me. Yeah. Schwartz finished one point behind Joe Flacco for third place. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, me keeping him off kept him out of the running, and I'll tell you why I did it. We just had a Jekyll and Hyde defense. They were so great at home. Yes. They were elite at home because we used the tag elite. I still hear, by the way, media members saying we had an elite defense. We did not have an elite defense this year. We did not. We had a very good defense. They were elite at home. They were so substandard on the road it brought their average grade down, and that's yeah. why I didn't have and, Schwartz on, the, on a, my list. And our awards include the postseason. We don't have to just be the regular no. season. Yeah. It's a fa- I looked at it as it was such a burning pile of trash yes. last year. <laughs> that's a fact. And they did fix a lot of it. It's, right. it's, and they had so many injuries that I thought Kevin deserved the credit for keeping it together. Schwartz deserved the credit for fixing the defense, yeah. at least from where it was. 
and Andrew Barry for bringing in the right guys and fixing the roster. I would have had to, him to sustain. I, Flacco is a great story, but for me, the fact that they were still playing well without him before he even got in there. I know, but when we look back me. on this season ten years from oh, now, you can't Flacco tell this story. tale without Jim Schwartz. Without Jim Schwartz, yes. I thought Amari Cooper was the the one thing on the offense that was steady. The that's whole fair. Year. No, that's fair. Yeah, I didn't think that way. So that's yeah. uh, that's a good decision. The other, we didn't mention this. I don't think he's up for assistant coach of the year. He is. Jim yeah, Schwartz. One of yeah, the Jim finalists. Schwartz. So congratulations to Jim. I hope he wins it. And let's see if Jim can win another award. The best offseason acquisition the Browns made all season. This was a pretty tight race, but. The guy you guys just talked about, Jim Schwartz, is our winner with 17 total points. Dustin Hopkins, the kicker they traded for right before week one, came in second. So and DeJuan Jones, you're, the you're draft You're in a different order in which you sent them to us, right? Because I had that as the, Yeah. Okay. I sent you on the rundown the order yeah. we're going to do them in, though. Yeah. Okay, I want yeah. to put the ones. I'm just calling up my text back to you. Gotcha. And yeah. I went to number two, and I'm like, oh, did I skip oh, that one? I just realized now that I put Flacco on my list, and he wasn't an off-season acquisition. You should have told correct. me to correct that, Mike. No, Flacco counted. It, it was an acquisition to move. I know we called it off-season. Well, I didn't was, put him on there because counted. of that, because was, you yeah. said off-season. So yeah. I left. I sh- I was like, why did these guys vote for Flacco? And I was like, well, he wasn't an off-season So basically, they yeah. took G. Bush's list, because I was with McNuggets when I picked these. Yeah. So this is a perfect list. to want. I want to go for 90 in the first one. Let's go to the third one. Dewan Jones. Wait, what, can you put the, the list back up there again? Yeah, it came out Jim Schwartz first, Dustin Hopkins second, Dewan Jones third. I'm batting a thousand. That's exactly the way I had my ballot. I, I had Dalvin Tomlinson third. I just thought the way that he held down I the middle had, of the defense. Wow. I had Flacco third, but if it wasn't for Flacco, I would have put Dewan Jones. I, I, I think to be truthful, Dewan Jones, like, I mean, that's the biggest bright spot we have. You talk about people who you didn't expect. It's like getting a gift to somebody, and you're like, I didn't expect to get this gift, and it can be something like my bag of popcorn, but the popcorn's free. So you go take it and be happy eating at lunch. Yeah. Dewan Jones is the bag of popcorn and right tackle that took over and is awesome. He we found a a future stalwart in the draft on a flyer. Shout out to Dewan Jones. Okay, I I, I can't disagree with anything because that's that was my yeah. one, two, and three. Uh, I, I didn't put Flacco on there because it did say off season yeah, acquisition. I, I had a brain freeze on and that one. Otherwise, I would have had the same three because I had the other two. Okay. Ahead, so Mike. not a lot of dispute or you know debate. Not on yet, that. but we're getting to the dispute. This next okay. one, the biggest surprise of the years, we was by far the closest race we had. We had seven different guys get votes. The winner had the fewest number of number one votes of any category, and it was the closest race between one and two. This was the biggest surprise of the year, and the results: JOK takes the gold. Joe Flacco the silver, and Dewan Jones now that's a, the bronze. Oh, you guys exactly. missed one. That's exactly the three I had in the exact order. Okay, but you guys missed one, so I, I don't know how Dustin Hopkins is. That's, on that's exactly it. I mean, Dustin what Hopkins we... got votes. Missed. No, uh, I, no I don't Jones care about votes. How is he point? not in the top three? He, he, biggest surprise. Who the hell expected him to co- do what he did this well, year? Well, Joe Flacco is the biggest surprise. Yeah, I agree with I, that. I, I mean, who won it? Joe didn't win it, did he? Well, JOK. I had JOK as the yeah, biggest but surprise. Here's why I didn't vote for Hopkins, and I was Hopkins all year. I had. Meaty, like I thought Hopkins would be okay, and he was fantastic. I thought all those guys would be nothing, and they were all fantastic too. I thought, I'll be honest with you. I thought Hopkins would be nothing. when I heard, when they had had Hopkins. You go back and we looked at his kicking from I believe the Chargers, 
And he wasn't terrible. Well, he was right. 50% from beyond 50 yards. Right. He, he was, was eight of eight. That, that, but we knew. I, we didn't even know JOK could be a player in the NFL. Well, anymore. I had JOK well, number one yeah. on my list. I had Flacco, Hopkins, JOK because Flacco and Hopkins weren't even on the team. And that's so. Fair. Of course, they're the biggest yeah. surprise. Yeah. Flacco was on his couch until yeah. November. So I, well, I, I had J-O-K. Flacco at number three. To me, JOK went from one of the worst linebackers in the league to one of the best. That at least he was on the team all year. Well, I don't know why that. Why does that make him less of a surprise? Because. You, you, they, where they drafted him, there's some level of expectation. He didn't have a very good year last year, but he was decent as a rookie. So there's still some level of expectation. Yeah, they traded God. for Hopkins. There was no thinking, expectation. You know I what? Bull can't get out of his mind the same thing I can't. Yeah. Dequell Jackson, who's been the best linebacker yeah. in, in the Browns' said second the guys history, can't play. sat here on this show and said, I'd cut him. Yeah. If, you, if you look at it, JOK, could you, if you squint it hard enough, you could argue you had a better year than Miles Garrett. Well, he had 100 tackles, 20 tackles behind the line of scrimmage. This is this and is, three and a half sacks. This is this is this is crazy. 20 Iowa. tackles for losses. In crazy. the second half of the year, it wasn't even close. JOK was way better. Than and Miles you know Garrett. what? And, and and you mentioned this earlier. Yeah. We did have the benefit of the playoff game. He, he was dominated. the only guy that showed That's up. Right. In the no, playoff no, he not showed up. He dominated. He dominated. Yeah. You're right. You're right. He died. He yeah. looked like a a big time player in a big time yeah. game. It was tough. I was debating between. DeWand and, and uh, Hopkins for the last spot for me. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. That one was uh, pretty contentious. The next one, I'm going to tell you the two guys who just missed the podium. This is the biggest disappointment award. Mm, mm, Juan this... Thornhill and Jerome Ford missed coming in third by one vote. So, in a good thing, or for them, it's a good thing they missed it. But our top three, and there was a pretty unanimous number one, Elijah Moore. Yep. Wow, second I didn't place, have one. Zadarius Smith, and yep. in third place, Deshaun Watson. I had Deshaun Watson number one. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I gave Deshaun the benefit of the injury. Yeah, I, can't, I don't. I didn't blame. Yeah, but him my for expectations injury. for Deshaun were a million times higher than I had him third. I yeah. kind of right where both of you guys are saying the injury, but at the same time the expectation level. Yeah. I had Elijah one. I had Jerome Ford two and Deshaun. I had Thornhill two and Elijah Moore three. If Deshaun Watson would have played the whole season and we could watch him play and he played poorly, I would say, okay, well, you do. That's the way I went too. But if you, I can't say that he didn't ask to be hurt. It just is what it is. But I will take Elijah Moore. There was media members doing victory laps on this playbook. Elijah Moore is going to be a scat back and a receiver. He's going to catch the ball. I'm surprised you guys think Juan Thornhill was that big of a disappointment. I I did. I I did. I did. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think he was that big of a disappointment I, at all. Well, I, I thought when you look at the plays, I was expecting more splash plays. I thought Ronnie Hickman made more plays than he, he did. did. I, I just, yeah. I saw a lot of games where they look. I've mentioned this before. They made it look like random tackles, but if he doesn't get that guy down, it's going to the house. He had a yeah. lot of big, open field plays that, to me, saved a lot of. Bigger chunk play touchdown times. I do. I did see him out of position a couple times too. Well, no, he's perfect. Yeah, I, I just, I just thought, yeah, right. I, is he better than John Johnson? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> guy did a whole a lot of talking in, in the beginning of the season as he, as if he was this special safety, well, and he was not special. And he, I had, and, Elijah Moore came in with that hype. He was yeah. my one. Zadarius Smith. We we, we, we forgot did about that. Victory laps. Yeah, we did. Well, Smith. I wasn't as high on him as and everybody else. So I, I know well, you him. weren't, but yeah. everybody else loved that yes, signing. Yes. He was number two, and for me, Jerome Jerome Ford was number three. I I thought he was going to be the guy. I yeah. really did, and he had every opportunity to seize that role. 
and he just he under le- he, he le- underwhelmed me this year. He left a lot of food on his plate. You know, there's a lot of games where you see one cut here, one cut here. That's 20 more yards, 15 more yards, or even short yardage. Just ramming it in there and yeah. just making sure you get the first down. I think he needs a, a little bit of work, but he was a little bit underwhelming after Nick Chubb went yeah. down. Okay. Uh, one thing on Jerome Ford, Jason, I know we talked about, and you in particular talked about, he was the future of the running back room for the Browns. You actually yeah. had him voted the highest on your list at second. Why wasn't he above Elijah Moore? Because he had a better season than Elijah Moore. Yeah, I, I still think. think he had a better yes. season than yeah, Elijah Moore. Yeah. And the expectation for Elijah coming in was still – Jerome Ford was still an unknown, and I guess to an extent Elijah Moore was too. Right. But the way that he came in here with the level of expectation, it was certainly higher – Jerome Ford, Jerome Ford at least had a few good games. Yeah, I had a couple of nice Did Elijah runs. Moore have any? They had the one good game, maybe. Elijah Moore, we, yeah. we were sold that he could possibly be the heir apparent to Mark Cooper. I don't think so. I think Mark, I think he's a three he's or a four jet. receiver. Three or four, he's a guy that you can, you know, check it down to. But as far as all this dynamic playmaking, I didn't see it. The skill set is there. The performance was not. No, not even close. All right. All right, next up, this one. I made this award, honestly, just to honor Nick Chubb. It was the most devastating injury of 2023, which obviously we don't want to celebrate injuries, but Nick Chubb, we missed you so much. And Nick Chubb was the unanimous eight out of eight first place votes, the only player in any category to sweep the first place votes. Deshaun came in second, and Dewan Jones, the yeah, Browns' stellar order. rookie, came in third. Yeah, that was my order, too, that exact order. I, I had Jack Conklin, Conklin, too. Apparently I'm wrong because nobody else had him. And I had Deshaun three. I, I was I was going to shake the world up and make uh, Nick Chubb the MVP, the most valuable person. I'm going to keep it real. Because here's the way it happened. I say if you could add, because I saw it around the internet. If they said add one person out of all the guys that's injured and you add them to the team with Joe Flacco, how much would that person, how, what, what team would be the best? And I say, yeah. well, give me Nick Chubb, put him with Flacco, and I think the Browns could have, really done something that's a little telling that nobody picked Deshaun Watson one I know right well he's but the again, quarterback I know I, I, he is but Nick Chubb was week two and it was a devastating injury yeah but like when you look at the there we don't have that piece of tape on Deshaun in fact there was some people said when, when exactly did this happen with Nick we had that gut-wrenching video that even today when I see it I, I squirm when I see it it was devastating both yeah. in the moment to the player and to the season. Right, but in the end, if Deshaun had been playing like a superstar here, we would have all pick them number one. Yes. That's a fact. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, think, that's I the think, guy you can't lose if yeah. he's playing well. I think we don't mention him because we, we mentioned a bunch of other people who had extraordinary seasons outside of the norm. So Flacco comes in, has a crazy season, yeah. so it minimizes the, like, the, the, the shock that Deshaun got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. At, whereas running back, nobody played great. Now, yeah. if you, let's spin it forward for a second. If you could only have one of the two back for next year, Deshaun oh. or Nick, <laughs> which one are you taking back? That's Deshaun. A, I would take Deshaun. You got to take the quarterback. Got to take the quarterback. It's yeah. interesting because if he because the, if Deshaun can't be a great player again, then the Browns are screwed ultimately. Yeah. So we have to have him back, and we have to see him play a full season, and hopefully play like a great I, I player. I would take Nick Chubb. I, I'm different from you guys, and yeah. here's, here's why. He is definitively in the top three at his position. Now, yes, the quarterback is the more important position, yeah. but we we don't even have Deshaun Watson as top six in his conference. 
I hear you, but ultimately, when's the last time a team no, won I a know, Super Bowl with a great running back? No, I, I know happen. exactly what you're saying. Could happen this year yeah. with McCaffrey. It could. Uh, all right, we're going to take yeah. a break. When we come back, the Offensive Player of the Year and the Defensive Player of the Year. The votes are in. They have been counted. They have been overlooked by Price Waterhouse to make sure they're official. And by Price Waterhouse, we mean McNuggets. The Elton Cleveland Sports Show is coming right back. All right, welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. I'm taking a quick second here to remind everybody that uh, if you love this program, and the hope is that you do, today we're giving away our Cleveland Browns awards for the 2023 season, uh, then you're probably going to want to check in on these new offerings from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Network. You get the Ultimate Browns Show. You get the Ultimate Guardians Show. You get the ultimate 216 show. That's going to be a mix of sports and culture and all things Cleveland and 216. And we'll also give you an ultimate Cavalier show. The way I understand it, these are going to be once a week offerings, half hour show. Is that correct? Once a week, half hour, but all team specific. And Browns is twice a week. Browns okay. everyone else is once Very a good. week. Very good. So check those out. Uh, just ultimate Cleveland sports show in your Google search bar. And it'll take you to our page. Subscribe, like, and enjoy the content. Okay, Mike, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year awards. For me, there wasn't a lot of drama here, but who knows how the vote turned out. Let's start with the offense. It wasn't unanimous. There was one vote for the guy who came in second place, but seven of the eight of us voted for Amari Cooper first. David Njoku swept second, except for the one vote that he had in first place. And it came down third was a little interesting. Flacco nudged out Wyatt Teller. Wow. By one point, I voted for third Wyatt best Teller offensive third, player. Yeah. I voted for Wyatt because he held that too. thing together, man. I think I voted for Wyatt Teller as some. I don't know if it was for this award, but yeah. I, I think I voted for Wyatt Teller. I can't believe Earl voted for. How do you vote Njoku ahead of Cooper? That doesn't make any sense. There's no argument for that. Well, uh, Earl's not here to defend himself. Uh, I, I I would guess it was because he finally broke out. He finally had the kind of season. That we <clears throat> thought all along he could have. Oh, yeah. I, hold on. I, I, shout out to Earl. Uh, I just thought about this. The reason you could vote for Njoku, when the Browns' two tackles started to go out, Kevin Stefanski switched the protection program, and you had David Njoku standing in a lot of routes, helping those tackles so that you, the routes could get open down the field. David Njoku was their best blocker when it comes to pass catchers, best blocker tight end, and also he was the most dynamic when you had Joe Flacco. He had a breakout year. Some could argue Amari Cooper had already stamped himself as a guy up here. The second guy to come along and, and offer a passing target was Njoku. So I could see where you could say David Njoku uh, should have been a little higher. Right. Yeah. I, think I had out, Cooper, I think Njoku, and Flacco. Was that the order? That ended up being the order. Okay. Flacco nudged out Teller by one point. Flacco, Anybody else uh, get a third place vote? third place votes. Anybody else get a third place, Mike? Uh, nope, just Flacco and Teller. Okay. Now this was, to me, the one that was the most obvious, but yeah. someone else got a first place vote, I think you said. Two. Oh, for defense? Yeah. Yeah, it was not unanimous for Miles Garrett. Wow. JOK had two first-place votes. I voted for him, I'm not going to lie, and so did Anthony. But in the end of the day, two votes doesn't outweigh six. Miles Garrett came in first. JOK came in second, and Denzel Ward. That was my one through three. That was my one through three. So let me ask you this. As someone who voted for uh, JOK as the Defensive Player of the Year on the Browns, then you clearly can't have 
Miles Garrett winning the league-wide award for Defensive Player of the Year. It's actually funny. I'd vote for Miles for league-wide Defensive Player of the Year. But here's the difference in team makes way. Makes no sense. I think both played. This was MVP or Defensive Player of the Year, not the most valuable. Uh, Miles is more valuable, but overall best player of the year. Wait, I thought it was Defensive Player of the Year. That's what it is, yeah. That's what the league it's award not, is, yeah. too. Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, but it's, it's just looked at a different way. I thought from week one to week you, you 18. You're grasping for strong. JOK was more consistent. <laughs> they don't call him McNuggets for nothing. JOK was more consistent from the start of the year to the end of the season. And this is an overall award. It's not the first 12 weeks of the season. JOK plus the you're playoff right. I know, game, but the logic of that is he's game. not the best player on his own team. However, hold on. he is the best let, player let, let in me, the entire let, NFL. Hold on, hold on. Let me save you, McNuggets. They do it all the time. Playoff you guys are, count in this. Listen, hey, how come the offensive player of the year isn't the MVP? Well, there could be another player that uh, is better uh, on the defensive uh, side. No, but usually we, uh, the MVP is the offensive award. If a quarterback wins the MVP, he should by default be the offensive player of the year. However, well. there is a difference in the definition of the award, right? Ah, in this right. one, it's Defensive Player of the Year Browns, Defensive Player of the Year NFL. For example, this year, probably Lamar Jackson will win the MVP and probably Christian McCaffrey will win the Offensive Player of the Year. And you can and, make a case for because that. Because with MVP, we all realize that quarterback is way more important. You're, than that's a, exactly right. right. You're measuring value. Yeah. If, you, if I don't get it. If I'm the most valuable player at this position and I play offense, you can't tell me the running back is more more uh, his office player. I should get both of those, right? You're welcome, McNuggets. You can make the argument. It's totally different. You're totally different saying. because in this yeah. case, it's the exact, exact same, same name. award, essentially. And also, yeah. I think Bull's example is a very good one. To yeah. me, the MVP award has the word value in it. Right. And we overvalue the quarterback and probably undervalue other positions. Here's the difference for me. This is an 18-game vote because it includes the playoffs. There you go. The regular season award was mm -hmm. just miles. Nah, but I can't overlook the playoff award. Jay, we got to take a break. we go. got superlatives coming. Yeah, let's take a break. The, the superlative award. You do not want to miss this. To me, this has been what I've been most looking forward to all day. <laughs> These will make you laugh. What's up with this helmet, G? I don't know, man. All right, we're going to wrap it up with superlatives. Everything was on the table here. Jason, you're going to start us off. What was your superlative award? I went with the worst pregame outfit. Okay. And when I saw DTR <laughs> walking in against the Steelers, I thought, oh, my Lord, they're going to lose by three touchdowns. You can't have your quarterback looking like that before the game. I mean, he and looked... you don't even see the pants there. The pants are as bad as the puff jacket. Oh, yeah, they were terrible. It was an awful look. He looks look. like an eighth grader hanging out at the mall. <laughs> Wearing his dad's jacket. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Pee-wee player forgot that his is, coat. Put dad's coat on going to the game. Unfortunately, that is his swag right Luckily, now. he played a lot better than he looked walking into the stadium. Oh, I still God. think DTR's got a bright future as the backup quarterback of the Browns. All right, Man. here's mine. Uh, mine was the biggest laugh of the season. We, you know, At the end of the day, we're, it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> You'll remember the play where uh, Miles Garrett picked up Kenny Pickett's helmet. He lost it on like a QB sneak right. or something. And... <laughs> Everybody was thinking the same thing. Oh my God, Miles Garrett has a helmet in his hand. Right. And it's Steelers the, helmet. And, yeah, and it's the quarterback who's without a helmet. And we all were wondering, oh no, what's going to happen? And I love the moment when 
Miles gave it back to, back to Broderick Jones. He immediately threw his hands up in the air yeah, as if oh, to yeah. say, not this time. I learned my lesson. <laughs> that was funny. And that made me laugh then, and it makes me laugh I mean, now. you could have had, with Miles Garrett, you could have also had the him playing basketball, that too. Was, that was another one of yeah, my favorite yeah. he moments He had a lot of, of funny year. moments. All right, Bull, what do you got? All right, mine was the all talk, no action, and that's uh, Juan Thornhill. All bark, no bite. He did a lot of talking before the season. Now, mm. they did make it to the playoffs, but... I, I, I thought he completely cratered second half of the year. I don't think he made any big plays all season. He did a lot of talking. He got got on me in the beginning of the season, which I have, don't have a problem with. But you got to back it up. I don't think he did. All right, that's mm. fair. Hey, hey, listen, I'm going to the worst game day swag. I'm all into the wristbands, everything. Hey, listen, Greg Newsom, I love your shoe game. Your kick game is mean. I'm trying to get where you're going. But listen, your helmet is three sizes too big. <laughs> you got a ski mask, a do-rag, a bandana, and a headband all under your helmet. And it is big. I don't understand. We need to get you back to the regular Rydells and get it together. Uh, uh, get them together. Hey, Denzel Ward, fix your guy. Get your man's, his helmet. He get looks him. like the great kazoo. Yes, the great kazoo. Big helmet. Maybe that's why he lost receivers at times. His oh helmet. My. Lost his vision. <laughs> See, I didn't say that, Greg. That was no, that was me. Right I that love Greg Newsom, though. I just thought I'd yeah. make a funny. My All right, what do you got? Real quick, I called it the best moment, really the best picture, but when David Njoku, after beating the oh, New York Jets yes. on Thursday Night Football, did shots with the fans in the muni lot before he went home. <laughs> I'll call it a moment. It was a picture, a video, whatever you want to say, but Njoku doing shots after the That's dub. That's crazy. Yeah, my favorite you know, of the year. I'm glad you threw that in there. You said worst pregame outfit. Yeah. I think he also had the best, the best. pregame outfit with the mask. Yeah. and the open chest, and the fur coat. It was a look. Thanks for joining us. We're back on Monday with the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We will see you then. Have a great weekend and enjoy the games. Peace!